thoughts. Oh, girl, we have some thoughts. <laughs> we got, we are some thoughts with some thoughts. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. So today we're going to be re- reviewing the top 10 challenged slash banned books of, are we doing 2017, even though we're in 2019? Uh, I mean, we can. They probably don't have 2018 done yet. Yes. Yes. So we'll stick to 2017, and then if we want to roam around this website because it gives us a lot of information, it gives us every year. Yeah, we can. Mm. So basically, what happens is we're taking this information from the ALA Office for Intellectual Freedom, and it's a website, and it's ALA.org. And mm-hmm. so we're going through the list, and these out of 416 books that were challenged or banned in 2017. These are the most, the 10, mm-hmm. the top 10. Yeah. Now, not all of these books are um, written in 2017. These are books from like all kinds of decades. Yeah. So, so all decades, you know, and they, and they tell us when it was written and everything. Yes, and it tells us a little bit of why. And we have not read or listened to you know most of these books. Yes. But we will definitely t- discuss why they were banned and why they should or shouldn't be banned. Yes. So let's begin. Let's just jump into it. So the first one is going to be controversial. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like our episode on that one was very controversial. Yes. As well. Uh, Our episode got a lot of heat, but it was a lot of love for it too. More love than heat. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So the first one is 13 Reasons Why, written by Jay Asher. And I can give 13 reasons why it was banned because it sucks. <laughs> it's a terrible effing book. Yes. So basically, it was a pub- originally published in 2007, mm-hmm. and it was a New York Times bestseller. However, it resurfaced when the ne- when the Netflix show by the same name, mm-hmm. 13 Reasons Why, premiered. Mm-hmm. And the reasons why it was challenged and banned in multiple school districts is because it discusses suicide. And I think more than that, more than just discussing suicide, because there's nothing wrong with discussing suicide. I think it's something that young people need to talk about Mm -hmm. so that they don't look at it as a like glamour thing that they should aspire to for committing Mm -hmm. suicide. The problem that we had with the book is that it left no hope. It it made therapy almost bad. Criminal. Yeah. And it just was not very well written. The Mm -hmm. characters were unlikable. They were the most, ugh, they were just terrible, terrible characters. Yeah. And it shouldn't have even been a book Mm -hmm. at at all. So I'm completely okay with the fact that it's banned. Yes. So we're shoving this mother effer. Again. (laughs) We're shoving it again. I will shove this and burn it. And kick it yes. into the ground. I agree. I just think that it promoted this idea of what are what what do we think about when we are I'm not saying we, but what are people that are suicidal think about while they're suicidal? Yeah. And it promoted this idea of like, yeah, you can get it's revenge. Yes. It's you, you know, you can you can harm yourself and at the same time 
be, you know, getting back revenge at the school bully. Yes. No, that's not what it's about. And that's not what suicide is about. And that's why we had such an issue with it. Exactly. Because it glorified getting revenge on people and putting your blood, if you like commit suicide, on other people's hands. Mm -hmm. And that's not what suicide is. Suicide is a real serious issue. Mm -hmm. It is not some childhood playground bully game yes and if you think that 13 reasons why is a book that really speaks to you and says oh maybe i should do this you need to go see a therapist yes tell your parents or your wife or husband or, or whoever tell them i need to go speak to someone because yes. this is not normal and therapists that are presented in this book are not how therapists in real life are Exactly. So please keep this. And I, I use normal and I, and I don't like to use the word normal, but this is not what a young person is supposed to be thinking about when yes. they're talking about suicide. Yes, exactly. So I'm OK with it being banned. Yeah. And we can give you a bunch of other books about suicide that handle it in a much more powerful way. Yep. There's another there's a book that I really loved about like oh, that sounds weird, but it was called. um right places maybe mm -hmm. and it was a it, that's that's a book that depicts suicide in a way that is sad it teaches you about it and it really shows gives, gives you an insight about a young person's life mm -hmm. that is thinking about suicide yeah and i mean last year we did a long way down a long way down oh my god so good yes which was a very powerful book about hope and I think that's what all suicide books, if you're going to write about suicide from a fictional standpoint, you have to include a little bit of of hope and a, a sliver of like something different. And 13 Reasons Why I tried to shove that in at the, at the end, yeah, <clears throat> but it didn't connect and it didn't work. And the only thing that people latched onto, the things that we latched onto were the fact that this is a negative book about revenge. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so not hopeful for a, a brighter future. Exactly. Mm. So let's move on to number two. Oh, yes, please. This is not a 13 Reasons episode. Girl, girl, girl. <laughs> so I've never heard of this, but we're going to talk about it. The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, written by Sherman Alexi. Yeah. And apparently this one is constantly challenged since being published in 2007 hmm. for bringing attention to poverty, alcoholism, and sexuality. But I wonder how it brings attention to it. Because if they think, because, you know, the idea of part-time Indian, yeah, what, is that, what does that imply? And is that a stereotype of the Native American culture with alcoholism? I don't know. It says that it was challenged in school curriculums curriculums hmm. curriculums <laughs> curriculums because it had profanity and the situations were deemed sexually explicit so hmm. i don't know if it only dealt with the sexuality part mm -hmm. and just left off the poverty and alcoholism interesting it was supposed to be about poverty alcoholism and sexuality but instead it was like maybe maybe like the schools and stuff focused on the fact that it was profane which then i i mean which is kind of why Catcher in the Rye was banned. Yes. Which because, didn't make sense because of it's the a boring book. the hooker. And they never even have sex. They never even have sex. And he says like, damn. Yes. Mm. Which, if that's a cuss word. Damn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. We were there. We were there. We got the same spiritual connection. Uh, man. So I guess we got to check out this book. 
We should. We should check it out. I'm all about reading banned books. Yeah. Mm. I th- and I think it, it also like lets us know and gives us a, a, a chance to talk about like the reasons and if like we would ban it. Like, yeah. Is that something that is really that mm-hmm. horrific? And it's interesting because if we go back and let's say we listen to it or read it, we might say, you know what? I agree. Like just like 13 Reasons Why. We want to ban it. Yes. But for right now, it's I can't I can't make a uh, shelf it or or shove it kind of ban situation here. No, nope, we can't. Mm. Want to go over the third one? The third one is drama, written and illustrated. Ooh. By Reina Teglamir. Mm. Hmm. So it's a Stonewall Honor Award winning 2012 graphic novel. From a cartoonist who's acclaimed. <laughs> and Can you tell that we're reading the paragraphs? <laughs> <laughs> and it was challenged and banned in school libraries because it includes LGBT characters and was con- considered confusing. Confusing in quotes. What the? What the? What in the world? We are in 2019, well, people. Back, yes, back then, 2017. But <laughs> two now, years ago? Two years ago. We're really going to make a statement for two years ago? I mean, two years ago, everything seemed a little bit better. It really, it did. Ugh. But to, to ban a book because it was confusing, I wonder if these librarians never saw a graphic novel before. I bet they never knew what LGBT was. Yes. That's, that's a stupid reason to ban something. That is very, very stupid. And, and oh, God, completely closed-minded. Like, I wonder, I want to know, this is not everywhere. Banned in 2017. I want to know, like, are these challenged everywhere well, or is this one just challenged in like well these are the mo- the top 10 challenges yeah so okay. most is a majority of like states of states and libraries have reported this to be we're, we're banning this book interesting hmm. okay okay so i just i completely disagree with that one just because of the reasons provided yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna shelf that just because yeah i'm gonna shelf that one too so number four is The Kite Runner, written by Khalid Husseini. Is that how to pronounce him? I don't know. Husseini. I even read this book, too. Husseini. You have? Yeah. I had, yeah, so have I. I had to read it for my freshman year of college. Yes. Freshman seminar. Yes. Wow. So did I. Wow. Yeah, this one and um, there was another one that I had to read, too, Um that was kind of the same. It was based in the Middle East and it was two girls. A Thousand Splendid Sons? Yes. Yes. yes by the one. same author. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did not read that one, but I have it. Okay. I never read it. So this critically acclaimed multi-generational novel was challenged and banned because it includes sexual violence and was thought to lead to terrorism and promote Islam. Oh I'm my effing. I'm tired of the world right now. <sighs> I can't. That was a good book. That was a good book, and it was powerful, too. It was powerful. It made me cry. It made me feel hope for family. It was just, it was good. Oh, my God. It was a good book. It was such a good book. Lead to terrorism and promote, (laughs) oh, my God. Did a conservative write this? A hundred percent. Oh, my gosh. Our library is run by conservative Republicans, extremists. I, I don't know. Usually they're little old ladies. Little old lady extremists. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the little old ladies were like starting to feel something. Yes. And they were like, terrorism. Terrorism. My God, the kite runner has nothing to do with that. Literally. It's like the farthest thing. 
I mean, oh my god, I would, I, I could say, like, I could read the the whole, the whole idea of sexual violence. Yes, that was, it was a very pivotal moment in the book. Yeah, where you experience, where you experience this with the character, you know, rape. Yes, but it's not the first book that's ever dealt with this. No, and also the kite runner deals with like LGBT stuff. Yes, like it's, it's, oh my gosh, I. I so I'm shelving Ugh. the kite runner yeah, forever. Yeah, we're totally shelving the kite runner because these people, whoever whoever challenged this book and gave this reasoning for it as as why it cannot be read by the eyeballs of people is dumb. Yes, I mean, at least... I want to shove those people. Yes, I mean, no offense. No little elementary school, middle school, or even high schooler is reading the kite runner. No, the, the cover is not even interesting. Yeah, the cover is not interesting. This is a book that's being read by college students. Yes. Maybe even high school. I could see a high school yeah. teacher, new age, like saying, oh, let's do the kite runner, which is fine. Or like a, a student choosing it. Exactly. I mean, I we read Mrs. Dalloway in English, or did you read that one? No. I mean, it, I mean, it was by Virginia Woolf, who killed herself. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ban that one, too? Yeah, are we just going to ban every book that deals with heavy subjects because we don't think our children can handle it? Are, are you, you serious? The Sun Also Rises. I mean, there was a, a, lo a love triangle and sex and bull riding. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going we to banish bull riding? We're going to take away bull riding? I mean, that's the thing is that, like, a bunch of people want to be like, oh, you know, as soon as you turn 18, you are an adult. And so you have to make all of these adult decisions. But why are we going to wait until they're 18 mm -hmm. to give them these precious materials to be reading? Like exactly. they should be educating themselves way before they mm -hmm. turn a number. Mm -hmm. Like seriously. Exactly. In situations like rape, yes, they're horrible to read about. However, if you're having an emotional connection with, with a novel that is going through these difficult themes, uh -huh. they're teaching you in life, like this stuff happens, wake up yes, and change what is happening around you. Yeah. And you can notice when something like this is happening to maybe a friend or is going to happen to potentially you, mm -hmm. like you can change the course of it because you have the material to know what it looks like. Yes. Ugh. Oh my God. I feel like I'm going to be real upset with his next list of five or whatever. Six. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. George. Number, number five. George. <laughs> George. George. Written by Alex Gino. Uh, it's written for an elementary age children. Okay. It's a Lambda Literary Award winner. Okay. It was challenged and banned because it includes a transgender child. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I love how it sets you up with this was written for elementary age. Mm -hmm. I mean, no offense. Is it a picture book? Is it a picture book? Number one. Number two. I'm looking it up. Who is reading this book to elementary school kids? And number three, who the hell cares? Yes. Why, cares? why does it matter? This is a thing that goes back to us. Like, we should be educating our children from a young age. If it's written, it does look like an elementary school book. Oh, it doesn't? Yes. Um, cartoons. Oh, that's cute. Yes, but if it helps children understand what being transgender is and mm -hmm. feels like, and can portray that and make it seem like the people who are transgender are not to be bullied or made to feel like a not not a part of the society. Mm -hmm. Why is that bad? Like, do we really want these children to grow up to be the same? 
but that mm-hmm. like well i think that in my personal opinion this is my personal opinion so don't get it twisted if you start off at a young age educating your children about issues like uh you know the transgender issue that is so heated supposedly in this world mm-hmm. if you start them off young when they become teenagers and young young adolescents they're not going to be so confused exactly like they're not going to do things for attention yeah. because they've already learned about this yeah. and it's not me so i'm going to move on yes and you have to trust that your child they're not going to just take something at three years old or four years old or even what's elementary school six or whatever like seven five to eleven yeah you you have to trust your child to know they're not going to take everything that they absorb and use it mm-hmm. against adults or other people. Yeah. Like if, you know? If anything, learning tolerance in elementary school is way more important than some of the things that you learn with like cursive. Like mm-hmm. I know they don't teach cursive anymore. Ugh, so I think stupid. they're actually going back to that a little Thank bit. Thank God, because I think more people complained. But like if you teach children how to respect other people that's going to be way more useful in the long run yeah. than anything else in this world mm-hmm. we need to stop letting our fear mm-hmm. dictate the education of our children yes oh damn fire that just came out of my mouth that came out of your mouth <laughs> right into the mic all right number six we got sex is a funny word written by Corey silverberg kind of rhymes mm-hmm. and illustrated by fiona smith hmm. so it's a two- be smythe smythe maybe i was thinking about that too might be smythe. smythe that's how mm-hmm. they smell smythe jewelers smythe um i feel like sean connery smythe <laughs> too um, much this 2015 inter- in- informational children's book written by a certified sex educator was challenged because it addresses sex education and is believed to lead children to want to have sex or ask questions about sex. God forbid that children want to understand what it is to be in the adult world. I'm sorry, like, but if if a high school schooler came up to me or even a college kid came up to me and said, you know, I have a problem with my coochie, I'm going to be like, What? <laughs> Say what it is. It's a vagina. <laughs> with, okay. that, with that accent. Yes. I just don't understand. Like that. This is seriously the problem. This is why children grow up and they turn into lame people. They, I, they yes. turn into people who just want to hover mm-hmm. and never allow people to experience anything or allow people to have their own opinions. Prudes. That they, they think that their opinion is the only one that matters because – they were coddled yes. as a child and not shown sex education. The, if you give your children this informational children's book, it's not going to want to make them have sex. Yes. Because they like to tack that on because they don't think you're going to listen to the second part of the mm-hmm. sentence, which is ask questions. It's only going to make kids ask questions so that they can be informed about what sex is and why they should not be having it at such a young age. I love how you just dissected that quote. From probably the prudest librarian ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love how you dissect, uh, dissected that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you very welcome. Much. And I also love how they, the author of the article, added that this was a certified sex educator. This person was trained in the field of human sexuality, mm-hmm. 
Please do not doubt their education. Yes. They because, already teach. Yes. They already teach probably high schoolers mm-hmm. about sexual education. Why, as in a world where children start having sex in middle school and sometimes elementary school, why do you not want them to have the tools to understand what it is that they are doing with their body? Yeah. Why do you want to take that away from them? Do you want them to be ignorant? You want them to be pregnant at the age of 10? Because they didn't know that you can't get pregnant in a hot tub on a warm winter's night? This sounds familiar. Yes. <laughs> no one told me. Are you hurt? <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's our thoughts. And I'm, I'm shelving that book. I'm shelving it too. It needs not I'm to be banned. I'm shelving it and I want to buy it for any future dogs that we have. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hit, hit me with number seven, please, because I can't. Number seven is an age-old one <laughs> from the olden times. To uh, Kill a Mockingbird, written by Harper Lee. This Pulitzer Prize-winning novel. So again, another prize-winning book. Yeah. So it's a theme. People are scared of mm-hmm. fame. They are. They're scared of honor. They don't want the fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's considered an American classic, was challenged and banned because of violence and its use of the N-word. Why isn't Tom Sawyer on this page? It's not? No, it is not. <gasps> because Tom Sawyer uses the N-word. Tom Tom Sawyer is a very bad book. I do hate Tom Sawyer. It's not It's not a good book. It's but not. To Kill a Mockingbird, I, I didn't actually have to read this one in high school. So I had to read this in... Eighth grade. Okay, I didn't have to read this in middle or high school. Yes. So I'm not very familiar with it. But what I gather is that it's actually a journey of a single person or a family's like ability to understand other people. Yes, in a way. So basically, to sum up, To Kill a Mockingbird, it is. Um, have you, you never seen the Gregory Peck movie? No. Oh, it's so good. So it's basically about this this little girl, Scout, and her brother and her father, which is um, Atticus, Atticus Finch. Yes. And he's the fa- the town's famous lawyer. Mm-hmm. So what oh, happens yes. is an African-American man um, is, let's just say he's charged with murdering and raping a white woman. Okay. And... Atticus Finch hears out the African-American man's story and says, I believe you. You didn't do this. You're only being punished because of the color of your skin. So I'm going to take your take your case. Right. And so the town is like then goes against Atticus Finch and says, like, you're doing this because, you know, you are horrible because you like you like African-Americans, blah, blah, blah. Then in the other half of the book, there is a recluse who is Bo. I, th- I think his name is Bo. Billy. It's like, it starts with a B. Billy Bob. Something like that. And he is a recluse who is creepy. Mm-hmm. And the kids are learning different types of, lots of different like values of, of different people that kind of go unnoticed. So right. the, it was a racial book as well as this society's view of other people. Right. It was, a, it's a really, really good book. It's about educating yeah, people. Yeah, it's about education. Like, it's its core is about acceptance and not judging a person by what they are, who they are, mm-hmm. the color of their skin, and how they choose to live their life. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it should be banned. I think, I'm, and it's crazy because I went to a Catholic school mm-hmm. and I read this book. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That was, the, that was, it was probably one of the first assigned readings that I had. Mm-hmm. 
uh, that was like a novel. The other ones were like, let's read it in class. You know, yeah. but this was like, I want you to read this book and have it done by next week and we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. To Kill Mockingbird has always really stuck with me. Yeah. And the movie was just so good. Mm. Mm. Black and white. Oh. Perfect. Oh my God. Yeah, I've never seen it. So good. Hmm. Mm. So obviously I would be shelving that. Yeah. I'm so confused oh. by this one. I'm just, oh, I don't even understand. Which we need to still read it. We do need to read it. We need to read it. It's been on our TBR for a long, long time. Yes, it has. We've been trying to keep up with new things. And that's why sometimes old things get on the back burner. Yeah. But this is The Hate You Give, written by Angie Thomas. Why is this on a banned list? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) So anyway, this book was very popular. Yeah, I mean, it's won a bunch of awards. Won a bunch of awards. It just came out with a movie. It has been on the number one bestsellers list for like 116 weeks. Oh, my God. Crazy. And it was banned because it considered pervasively vulgar. It was considered pervasively vulgar and because of drug use, profanity and offensive language. Oh, I hate librarians sometimes. People will never learn. I mean, I love librarians, but I'm like... People will never learn. What are you doing, librarians? I like actually like saying librarians. Librarians. The point of books is to show something that is not being being given enough attention. Mm. It's to bring awareness. And so by banning it, you are taking someone's voice and telling them that it's still not right. Exactly. No matter, no matter how they're presenting it to people, mm. you're you're silencing somebody by banning a book. And that's why we got to a point in this world that we got we got to because people are tired of being silenced. Yeah. And that's where the pr- police brutality. That's why people that's why it's happening is because no one is seeing what is going on in front of them. Yes. It's Ugh. oh, God. Oh, well, we're shelving this one. We're shelving this no matter what. And we're we're reading it. We're going to read it. We, you know, we might have some negative things about the author or the or the reader. (laughs) I I don't know what I'm saying. We might have some critiques about the audiobook. Yes. But I think everyone loves it. We're probably going to shelf it. We pretty much know ourselves. Yeah. And what kind of books that we like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. So number nine, I really take take offense to because this is one of my favorite children's books. Ever. Really? Yes. I have never heard of this. I bought it for my friend and I loved it for a baby and I loved it so much I had to buy a copy for myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's recent. Yes. Well, I, not, I don't know. Not 2005. Well, no, no, no. It's like a recent book that you have found. It's not one yes. that yes. you had as a child. <laughs> so feel free to, you want to list this one or do you want to yes. say it? Okay. Number nine is Antango Makes Three. Mm-hmm. Written by Peter Parnell and Justin Richardson and illustrated by Henry Cole. Mm-mm-mm. So, um, ugh. oh, my God. So it had a brief hiatus from the top 10 most challenged list, um, but it was put back on. It was published in 2005 and it was challenged and labeled because it features a same sex relationship. Note to self and note to all y'all. Penguins are gay animals. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they? I think I think I they think go, they're the only animals that like really like they have same sex. I mean, the, I know that penguins like mate for life apparently. Yes, they mate for life, but usually they're like 
gay animals. <laughs> Maybe I just made and that up. Sea horses <laughs> and seahorses have both too. sex organs. Yes. They but, can change between males and females. But I, and I, it makes me mad and it makes me kind of like angry at the world for making putting this on the list because it's a really beautiful story about how these two penguins are in love and they adopt, essentially adopt this baby penguin. Oh, I and they chills. and they raise the penguin together because and like it's it's just about family and love. And the penguins still love each other, no matter, even if they have a child, mm-hmm. it's like their, their love made it possible for this little baby penguin to find a home. Oh, and that's why I loved it. And it makes me so sick to know that there was ban- it's banned and little kids cannot see this story because they never say in the book, these are two boy penguins. Right. Oh my God. They so never like- say it. They say, um, they say in basically these two penguins fall in love and then Tango is the little adopted baby penguin and Tango makes three. So it could, since it doesn't mention that they're mm-hmm. two male penguins, it could feature a a couple that have trouble conceiving. Yes. It, it speaks to... It speaks to many different kinds of people. Exactly. And that's why it makes me sick to see this on this list. Yes, I think at the very... Yeah end of it they say oh and these two and, they, and it talks about how um it gives that notation of them being gay at like in the but, story or whatever i forgot where it was in the book but essentially it speaks to different populations. exactly and i think that is the thing is that it doesn't matter if these penguins are two same sex penguins that's not the purpose of the book the purpose of the book is to show that you can love something that doesn't come from you mm-hmm. that adoption is important yep. because how many kids out there are in foster care mm-hmm. and looking to be adopted that just get shoved to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, the first thing I'm not, I'm not thinking of the penguins being in a same sex relationship. Yeah, I'm thinking about the baby penguin finding a home, finding a home that's loving and caring. Oh my God. That, so but, I'm, but they ban it. And so therefore nobody gets to have that education. Nobody gets to understand what it's really about. Yeah. So then you're having little kids who, if they meet somebody who's adopted, they never had the experience of reading this book because their parents banned it. Their librarians banned it. Mm-hmm. So then they don't know how to feel about around an adopted child, that it, they're no different than you. Exactly. Oh, this list is making us angry. <sighs> so angry. Uh, I so, want to flip a table. Oh my, I want to flip a table like <laughs> Teresa Good Gu- Gu- Ice. I couldn't say her name. I don't think she can say her name. I don't name. think she can either. Uh, so number 10 is I'm really oh, angry about this one too. Basically, basically, if you're gay or transgender you're and you write a book, you're going to be banned. Mm-hmm. No matter even, how many awards. Or even black. Or black. <laughs> Throw yep. that in there too because yep. there's like three different – wait, I think uh, there's two – books about here being black four books about here being gay or transgender and one about terrorism one about terrorism (laughs) the islam promote islam stuff i cannot but anyway the 10th one is i am jazz written by jessica herthel yeah and jazz jennings and illustrated by shayla Shayla mcnillet 
McNicholas. Nicholas. That should have been easier than the first name. <laughs> Uh, so it's an autobiographical. <laughs> this autobiography, I can't say that effing word. This autobiographical. I can read it. Freaking read it. <laughs> this autobiographical picture book. <laughs> We're not laughing at the content. We're just laughing at the word autobiographical. <laughs> Is written by a 13 year old protagonist. And it was challenged because it addresses gender identity. I'm sorry, but are you then are you gonna then go ban and challenge her TV show? Well, that's what the Duggars would like to do. Oh, really? Yeah, the one the one guy who married one of the the Duggar sisters or whatever was saying how she's not like a real person and and stuff like that. Like this isn't the lifestyle you should promote. It's like that you got fired because you're problematic. So shut your mouth. Yes. At this time, she was 13 years old when she wrote this book. Yeah. Why are you trying to take a 13-year-old's voice away? Why? You can believe whatever you want to believe. Like, it doesn't matter. But don't try to silence somebody else. And that's that's what the idea of the banned books is. Yes. It's people that are... They have their opinions mm-hmm. and they want to shut down other people. Yeah. Their way is right. And they usually win because they're the majority. And that's not right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Speak. Speak. <sighs> so we it's have so a lot of feelings about this list. We have so many feelings. And I'm excited to see what 2018 books are banned so I can hate on them too. I know. I, I'm curious what books made it. And if it's the same ones or if any have been taken off because – some ostriches got their head out of the sand. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Oh, I like that. Ostriches, ostriches got ostriches. their ostriches. Ostriches <laughs> got their head out of the sand. We can hope. We can hope. Mm. Oh gosh. So if you want to follow up with us, mm-hmm. definitely check out our social medias. Mm-hmm. We have an Instagram at audioshelf underscore podcast. We have a Twitter at audioshelf me. And we have a good old Facebook that's just audio shelf. So like mm-hmm. us. Yes. And like follow us. us. And follow us. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to stick it to the man or woman, I'm not here to judge, and want to pick up any two of these books, you can go to our website and click on the Audible affiliate link at the bottom of the page and download a 30-day free trial of Audible where you will get two credits to use on any books that you like. Mm-hmm. So bring up some popularity with uh, these books, even though they're already popular. Yes, they are pretty popular. And please tell us in our comments or instant message or wherever you reach out to us. Tell us what books you believe should be banned and which should not be banned. Mm -hmm. And if you agree with our our list and if you agree with our opinions about the list. Yeah. Well, yeah, because this isn't our list. Yeah, it's not our list. No. ALA's list. We would only ban one of these books. Yeah, 13 Reasons Why. And we talked at length about that one. (laughs) (laughs) That is weird that we only banned one out of the 10. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I think that we can see the problems that 13 Reasons has and the non-problems, the more resolutions that the other books present. Exactly. So please let us know if you agree with us. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. We love people that agree with us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, until next time no well, no no patreon yes god talk yes, about patreon. i have to talk about patreon if you want to support us and help us with the growth of our show 
please consider donating to our Patreon. You can find us by Googling Audio Shelf Patreon or looking in our Twitter bio or on our website. And you can donate as little as a dollar and every little bit helps. I mean, even you just listening right now helps too. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your continued support, either monetarily or just with your ears. Now? Yeah. Now until next time? Now until next time. (laughs) Now until next time. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.